You're positive that it's okay we're here, right? Of course it is. Roger and Brett hired us to be, didn't they? Obviously they did, Susan. I mean, whether or not it's all right with the authorities. I know that. But it's not an active crime scene anymore. You saw the reports. The fire marshal is citing a genuine act of God in this instance. Still no sign of arson at the moment, intentional or otherwise. Then it's likely just a simple case of negligence? That's correct. (sighs) I mean, look at this place. Am I seriously seeing the remnants of velvet curtains directly next to the friar? It would appear so, yes. It doesn't take an idiot to realize how dangerous that'd be. Maybe, but the A of A was a traditional kind of place, a real men's club. This room was the only place where women were even allowed before the accident. It seems our seamen preferred to keep themselves entirely separate from their wives even when they were cooking finger foods for their endless boning tournaments. And their argument against a standard swinging door would be? Oh, please. That wouldn't behoove such titans of class and industry as Roger and his lackeys. (laughs) (laughs) So, the folks running the donut train were pushing their fires to the limit, trying to meet the needs of St. Pat's extravagant festival, and the ensuing sparks caught the curtains, allowing the rest of the place to go up like a tinderbox. That's the current working theory. They sure were a fan of their historical tchotchkes, so there are plenty of places for it to spread. Why didn't anybody catch it while it was happening? Ah, Lexi. That new Mrs. Walter swore she only left the building unattended for a moment while she delivered a fresh batch of bear claws in preparation for Clem's eating contest. Yeah, I saw the statement. But I mean, come on. Do we really buy that? Will she really be manning the entire enterprise by herself? Are we supposed to believe that there was no one else working in the A of A with her that day who could have helped contain the blaze? Be careful, Liv. It almost sounds to me like you might be taking this job seriously. (sighs) I mean, we're here, aren't we? Might as well give him the old college try. (laughs) So, what else seems fishy to you? Aren't I supposed to be your assistant, not the other way around? Oh, maybe so, my little baby Watson. But if you've got a hunch, I'd like you to follow it to its natural conclusion. It's just... Lexi owns a working bakery with industrial kitchen equipment. Why not use that facility rather than a place like this? Ha! I appreciate your admiration for this small business owner, but I've seen both kitchens. I'd have made the same decision if I were her. Something about the A of A's budget screams extravagance, if you know what I mean. I guess. Even still, it seems a bit silly to lug all of your ingredients halfway across town just to work in a bigger, shinier space. I bet old Joe had something to do with that. He's always looking for a reason to parade that new starter wife of his in front of the whole church. Did the marshal say whether or not the sprinklers kicked on before or after the fire spread? No, he didn't. But I'm assuming after, wouldn't you think? Not necessarily. You see, it's all about the oil here, right? So if we're to believe the marshal, Lexi left the A of A for, what, two minutes? And suddenly the whole place is ablaze? That's what we've been told, yes. The thing about cooking oil 
in whatever form it takes, vegetable, canola, peanut, shortening, is that even when it's technically burning, it's going to smoke before it catches on fire. So I'm not quite sure I buy the working theory because if you look at these burn marks here, here, and here, you'll see oil splatters all over the other burners on this stovetop. Fire typically spreads once it catches deer. I'm still not entirely following you. When spraying water hits cooking oil, burning or not, it splatters. So looking at these burn marks proves my thought. The sprinklers went off before it started. And that means? Not only would the oil Lexi felt perfectly confident leaving alone for mere moments have had to get hot enough to kick up smoke, but it also have to splash onto other open flames in order to cause any real damage that quickly. And when I say hot, I mean hellfire, like easily 100 degrees hotter than she'd used to comfortably bathe a bear claw without expecting it to come out a charred mess. And look, I'm not going to pretend I'm a donut-baking connoisseur, but even if she was trying to cut corners to meet the festival's demands, I highly doubt a trained professional would make such a rookie mistake so as to crank up all four burners, even the three she wasn't using, right before stepping out. Huh. You sure know a whole lot about cooking oil. I worked at an O'Donnell's when I was a kid and graduated to the slightly nicer Six Gals Burgers and Pals when I went off to college. Spent a lot of time watching training videos on how not to burn a place down, and subsequently doing a bunch of dumb shit with my coworkers to try and push our fires to the absolute limit in the interim. So, you're thinking this may be ours, and yet... I don't want to give Roger more credit than he's due, but... I will say this. I'm a lot more inclined to speak with the people of this town now than I was an hour ago. Should we head to the pancake breakfast? We should indeed. Season 3, Episode 4, In Pursuit of Truth and Justice. So how do you want to do this? Split the room? Well, I actually volunteered you for coffee service. The perfect cover to case as much of the place as possible. Oh, you did, did you? And what are you signed up for while I spent the entire morning on my feet? Nothing. I told those boys I'd be expensing a breakfast and I intend to do it. You can't be serious. Dead serious, dear. Now shush up. That cute priest is making a beeline for us. Olivia, I was certainly surprised to see your name on the list of volunteers for this morning's breakfast. Hmm. I was too, if you'd believe it. Ah, don't mind this one, Father. She's not quite herself before she's had her morning cup of joe. Speaking of which, can you show her where she'll be set up? Yes, of course. This way, I'll... I mean... Miss Inwood. I can see it from here. Your services, while appreciated, are entirely unnecessary. Don't hesitate to reach out if you... And she's gone. If I was a betting woman, 
I'd say there was a lot about that interaction that went above my head. I have no idea what you mean. Sure you don't, pal. Sure you don't. Now, if you don't mind me, I've got a half a stack of blueberry and a quarter pound of bacon burning a hole in my nostrils. Excuse me. Anybody else in the mood for a top-off? Oh, no, honey. We're fine. Thanks. Speak for yourself, Mom. I'd love some. Thank you. I think you've had enough coffee this morning, honey. You say that every day. (laughs) I know I do. Now, if only you'd listen. So am I? Yes, of course. Go ahead. He's going to track you down whether I want him to or not. Oh, you have any sugar on you? Just a minute. Do I know you from somewhere? Welcome to Burger Bros, home of the Bro Burger. Can I take your order? That's it. I knew I recognized you. <laughs> I try not to bug customers in the wild, but I clocked you right away. Large strawberry milkshake, a seven-piece chicken guy, and a medium onion ring. Every Thursday night. Very good memory. If only he remembered what he learned in school half as well as your order. I'm sure he'd be bringing home a lot more passing grades on his report guard. Mom! <laughs> Don't sweat it, kid. I had crappy grades when I was your age, too. And what is it that you do now? I'm a private investigator. See, Mitchell? Her grades weren't good enough to go to college and become a real detective. That isn't what I... You know what? Never mind that. I actually did have a couple questions for you, Mitchell. Yeah, sure. I don't know what you'd have to ask me, but shoot. As you're well aware, the Armada of Amerigo building burned down last week. I heard that was an electrical fire. No, As of now, the authorities are calling it an act of God, but the Supreme Admiral hired my boss and me because he has reasons to believe that the assessment may not be 100% accurate. Juicy. What has that got to do with me? I've heard from a few folks around town that you were the one who found the fire, and that before it started, they hadn't seen you in quite a while, even though you were supposed to be volunteering at the dunking booth. What on earth have you done now? Nothing, Mom, I I swear. Look, I'm not here to accuse anybody of anything. I'd... Just love to hear a bit more about what you were doing before you realized the A of A was in flames. Well, see, that that's the thing. Um, Mitchell Duncan Clark. I, I wasn't doing anything illegal. I'm not even blazing, Mom, I swear. So why won't you tell the nice lady what you were doing? <laughs> he was with me. Is that? No, it couldn't be. Little Raven Macintosh. I haven't seen you since you were still splitting magician duties with Mitch. Hi, Mrs. Clark. Now, why in the world wouldn't you want to tell me that you were hanging out with your friend, honey? Uh, his girlfriend. (coughs) Your what? My girlfriend, Mom. And uh, how long has this been happening? I'm sorry, bud. I didn't mean to blow up your spot. No, it's okay. I've been meaning to tell her anyway. Mm. When did I tell you it was all right for you to start dating? You you didn't, Mom. Um, Mrs. Clark, please don't be mad at him. He was just helping me study for chem at first, and... Oh, ended up having a bit of chemistry of your own now, did you? (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. Ew. Mom. There is one more question I have for you, though. Shoot. Did either of you happen to see anything suspicious around the A of A before you saw it go up in flames? Now that you say it, this weirdo from my class, Andrew, ran past me a few minutes before he realized what was going on. Honestly, if you're looking for somebody who started a fire, 
That's the first place I'd start. Yeah, that kid's a total pyro. Andrew Servitone, why would you say that? He's a good boy from a good family. <laughs> Tell that to Mr. Lombardo. Is Andrew here today? Uh, I don't see him. Me either. If he turns up, you think you could give me the signal on the down low? You got it, Miss Onion Rings. <laughs> Bop, 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 that's enough. Uh, the old ticker can't handle more than two or three cups anymore these days. Do you take any cream or sugar? I think I've still got some in my jacket. I'm golden, darling. Hey, you wouldn't remember me, but you're Shannon Thompson's dad, right? That I am. Did you two graduate together? Oh, no. I'm a few years older than her, but that's very kind of you to say. Were you on the field hockey team? She was on varsity for so long that I have a hard time keeping track of all her old teammates, you know. That's not it either. I'm just a friend. How's she doing these days? Oh, pretty great. Her career's really taking off. And she and her partner bought their first condo together last month. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of her. Does she come home much? I'd love to get coffee with her to catch up on old times. Sheesh, I can't even remember the last time she's been back. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, that's okay. She's a busy kid. I'm just happy she's happy. Plus, she drags me out to the city to see them often enough, and, well, yeah, I am a bit of a sucker for Broadway, but don't tell anybody about that around here, you know? I'd, I'd never hear the end of it. That sounds so nice. Don't worry, Mr. Thompson. Your secret is safe with me. Uh, I'm sorry, I... I don't think I caught your name. No, you didn't. Uh... I'm afraid I've been lying to you. Oh? I don't know your daughter. I only moved here a few years ago. That's a little strange to hear. I won't lie. But I know people around here talk. Is there something I can do to help you? Something that you like to know about my daughter in particular because uh, Ben told me I wouldn't have to put up with this shit anymore if I came back around for parish events again no 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 an inelegant conversation starter on my part you see I work with Susan Tubbles and we were recently hired by uh, say no more I know who sent you you tell that asshole Roger that I've got nothing to do with whatever harebrained conspiracy theory he's cooked up about what happened to the A of A building. I take it you and the Supreme Admiral don't think very highly of one another. <laughs> That's putting it mildly, to say the least. You see how your answer puts me in a bit of an awkward place, though, Mr. Thompson? I'll be honest. Your name was one I was looking mighty forward to crossing off this list. But hearing the way you speak about him does admittedly give me a bit of pause. I appreciate your candor, Ms... Inwood. Olivia Inwood. I appreciate your candor, Ms. Inwood. But my feelings about that supreme asshole far outdate whatever misfortune befell his little boys club over there. No, Roger and I may have two very different definitions of what it means to be the man of the house, of how to parent and support a child, especially a grown adult child who is free to love whoever the hell she wants... But what motivation does that give me to set his little kingdom on fire? It's been years since he and that shitty little daughter of his relentlessly bullied my kid. And I've been nothing but a gentleman ever since. 
if you're really taking this line of inquiry where I think you are, how would you explain my sudden change of heart? I wouldn't, Mr. Thompson. Like I said before, there was no part of me that had any interest in doing anything other than crossing your name off Roger's list. Could you humor me and tell me where you were the morning of the Donut Festival? Same place I am every weekend these days. Out at my lake house in the Adirondacks, fishing with my brother. Would you mind giving me his number so I can confirm that? I would. Understood. Uh, Miss Inwood, I don't mean to be disrespectful here. I appreciate the fact that you're just doing your job. But if I were you, I'd spend some real time considering who's cutting your paychecks... Some people just aren't worth getting into bed with, even if the coffers seem like they'll never run dry. Care to elaborate on that? I do not. Do you have any other questions for me at this time? That'll be all for now. Good. My pancakes are getting a bit cold. You have a good day, Mr. Thompson. You too, dear. You too. Don't be stingy with that pour there. I need my fuel today. I hear you loud and clear, ma'am. What have you got on the docket, if you don't mind me asking? Gus, my beloved Irish wolfhound, has a big show coming up this weekend, and we'll be training all morning. That's incredibly exciting. What sort of competing does Gus do? You're... you're actually interested? Yes. Why wouldn't I be? All dogs are good dogs. Mm, Yeah, that sure is a good saying, and I could see how you could say that. Without knowing that some dogs are better. And that's Gus. So, yeah, good saying. Thank you. I don't know. My Percy may be able to give him a run for his money. Has Percy ever been in the Eastminster Dog Show? He has not. Well, neither has Gus. But he's gotten close, and if I have anything to say about it, this will be his year. Fascinating stuff. Ms. Martin, do you mind if I ask you a few more questions that aren't Gus-related? Well, that depends. What kind of questions? Just about your feelings on the fire over at the A of A. (gasps) Those grouchy louses got what they deserve, if you ask me. Oh? Why do you say that? Oh, well... They all take themselves so dreadfully serious, don't you think? Even their name is pompous. They act like they're these beacons of respectability among us common folk. But I have it on good authority that all they did in that place was drink cheap beer and fart on 30-year-old couch cushions. So what were you doing at the time of the fire? Well... I was in the middle of trouncing our delicious specimen of a priest and that blowhard Justice Walters in a donut-eating competition before the hysteria over a little fire brought the whole thing to a screeching halt. I take it that won't be terribly hard to verify. Well, I was knuckle-deep in jelly donuts in front of half the festival attendees, dear. Speaking of... Why are you sniffing around about this anyway? From what I heard, this case was open and shut. (sighs) That's what I keep hearing. But if the client says it doesn't check out, then I've at least got to entertain the idea that it could have been caused by arson. Ooh, arson? Have you spoken to little Andrew Servidone? 
She's in St. Patrick's Youth Group, and uh, the little boy has become quite the firebug this year. Thirteen detentions this year alone for dropping cherry bombs in the boys' locker room toilets. You're not the first person to bring him up today. Well, I wouldn't imagine that I would be. Honestly, seems like the obvious culprit to me, but... The boy's mom is the town's fire marshal's cousin, so there's a bit of a, let's say, a vested interest in protecting him. Noted. Hey, Miss Onion Rings, Andy just got here. Did he now? That he did. Oh, oh, thank you kindly, miss, but I'm more of a river fog, soco smash kind of guy. Come again? You know, that soda you can only get at Enchilada Gong. I'm familiar, yes. You're Andrew Servadone, right? Mm, Yeah, who's asking, toots? My name is Olivia Inwood. You've probably never heard of me, but I'm Susan Tubbles' assistant. Uh, Susan who now? Tubbles. She's the local PI. I've heard some rumblings around town that you might know a little bit about what happened over at the A of A last week. (sighs) Honestly, I wish. That was some beautiful work, but... A little more extravagant than I'm known for. But you do admit to having a bit of a predilection towards lighting fires, no? I've been known to light off a bottle rocket or two in my time, yes, but I don't see why that'd make you suspect me of something so... impressive. Just doing my due diligence, bud. I respect that, ma'am. You are doing the town a vital public service by looking into this matter. But I assure you, I am innocent of the crime. Mind telling me where you were when it got started, then? Oh, I wouldn't mind at all. Well, you see, I was supposed to be helping Lexi run donuts for the festival, but I got a text from my girlfriend, Tana, that uh, she had the house to herself, and I booked it right on over there. That seems like an awfully convenient alibi for someone with a reputation like yours. Eh, maybe so, but I got the receipts to prove it if you need them. Besides, you gotta remember how rare of an opportunity that was for us two teens finding some alone time in the privacy of our own home. I mean, you aren't that old. No, I'm not. Miss Inwood, how nice of you to stop by to help volunteer at our humble fundraiser this morning. Admiral, I wondered if I'd see you here today. Of course you would. This little shindig is benefiting the reconstruction of the A of A lounge and bowling alley, isn't it? That it is. I saw you chatting with my mischievous boy Andrew here and figured I'd come say hi. He's behaving himself, I hope. Don't I always? I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) He is. He is. But I did hear a little rumor that he's got a bit of a penchant for setting things on fire. So I figured I'd cover all my bases for you and Roger, Mr. Servadone. (laughs) Why, of course he does. Who do you think raised him? He's a bit of a firebug like his father before him. But I think cherry bombs are a far cry away from arson, don't you? They certainly are. In my humble opinion, a little scientific curiosity does a boy good. Isn't that right, son? That's what you always say, Dad. But please, don't hold back on my account. His mother and I pride ourselves on raising a respectful young man who's always happy to cooperate with the authorities. He's already been interviewed extensively by the police, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind speaking with you two. Not at all. That's all for now, Mr. Servadone. But Andrew? Yes? I'd be careful about how you're describing what happened to the A of A, especially if your father's in earshot. 
that was an important building to him and the other members of the club. It'd be an awful shame for him to know how impressive its destruction was to you. Andrew, this is nothing to be joking about. Lord knows how much this tragedy has affected our family. Oh, I... I, I was only kidding, Dad. <laughs> Don't worry, Miss Inwood. You won't hear any more sass out of my little comedian here. I'll make sure of that. Glad to hear you're on top of it. Oh, that's enough, dear. Mm, 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 Margaret. Say what you will about Father Ben, but that boy makes a mean flapjack. <laughs> if you say so, Tubbles. I thought they were a little dry. Oh, syrup usually helps with that. Olivia, dear, how's coffee duty been treating you? Educational. Though I might have been able to learn a whole lot more if you'd helped. Jeez. <laughs> there sure must be a whole lot of scoops for that fancy website of yours in this town. Oh, Margie, I didn't know you'd met my new assistant. We've crossed paths once or twice. Neither did I. As far as I was told, she was interviewing our intrepid young father, Ben, for catholicnews.com. I'll have to get my hands on a copy of that article. Must be something juicy in it. Don't bother. I've already tried. Came up empty-handed. Yeah, uh, my editor passed on that one. Too similar to another story a writer had already pitched. Are you ready to head back to the office, dear? Yes. <laughs> oh, off so soon. I thought we'd have another round. Oh, you know this town, Margie. When duty calls, I answer. So, all, what'd you learn? Well, Mitchell, Bill, and Clara were all non-starters. But the vice admiral's got a kid with a bit of a pension for firecrackers, so that might be something. Brett came by and shut down that conversation before I could get too deep in it, though. See? You could get a lot out of the people of this town if you endear yourselves to them first. I know I can, but what about you? Did you really need to spend an entire hour talking to that old bat? Hey, Margie's a close personal friend, thank you very much. Oh good, so I was the only one working this morning. I didn't say that, did I? No, I guess you didn't. The morning of the donut festival... Margaret was minding her own business when she saw Joe Walters get up in Roger's face right in front of the A of A. Listen, Roger, I know you and I have never quite seen eye to eye with each other, but I trust my wife is in good hands with your facilities today. Don't worry, Your Honor. I'll make sure the homewrecker is taken care of. What did you just say to me? First your daughter, and now your second wife. I'm shocked you even bother showing your face around here anymore with all the shame your family's brought on this town. You keep their names out of your mouth, jackass. I'm not afraid of you or your little gaggle of wannabe sailors. I'd be more than happy to use my influence to dismantle your precious club, brick by brick. That's all she caught before Father Clem pulled her off on some errand, but it makes you think. Hmm. That is interesting, isn't it? Let that be a lesson to you. You can pound the pavement all you want, but unless... You develop a real rapport with the community you're serving? Don't expect to find any easy answers anywhere. I'll keep that in mind. Good. See that you do. Because this case isn't closed yet. 
Forgive Me is a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Bob Ramunda and Jack Marone. Here's our cast in order of appearance. Emily Elizabeth, Olivia, Mama Bang Bang, Susan Tubbles, Casey Callahan, Father Ben, Danielle Elliott, Lisa, Sawyer Green, Mitchell, Jordan Cobb, Raven, David S. Deer, Bill, Crystal Osborne, Clara, Dallas Wheatley, Andrew, Michael Antico, Brett, Ann Sweet, Margaret, Joe Walters, Michael Larkin, and Bob Frame, Roger. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design, score, and mixing by me, Adam Raymunda. All of our graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. Season three of Forgive Me would not be the same without our executive producer, Curtis Jabrell Jr. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This season, we've got a 13-episode Patreon-exclusive series called Confessions with Clem. Our patrons will get a glance into the secrets of the St. Patrick's community with everyone's favorite witty nihilistic priest. Next week, patrons will hear a parishioner named Al come in to talk to Clem about a deep family secret, but only after Clem razzes Al a bit. It's not like you were of any use. Hey, I never said I was good for anything but eye candy. (laughs) Meet your ugly mug? I also never said I had good eyesight. All right, all right. This bonus episode was written by MJ Bailey of the Oracle of Dusk and the Mountain Hearts podcast. It stars Joe Fisher from Midnight Burger as Al and, of course, our very own Josh Rubino as Father Clem. To get access to this Patreon-exclusive series as well as an ad-free version of our feed, become a supporting parishioner over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. That's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. Are you enjoying the show? If you did, follow it on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoyed it, rate it and review it on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode five. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street.
So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. <laughs> <laughs>